Australian David Willett makes his living as a tour guide specializing in Greece and the eastern Mediterranean. Lately, David started taking people into the lesser-visited countries of the southern Balkans, and one of his favorites is scenic, landlocked Macedonia. We rarely hear about Macedonia, except when some teenagers there started to make money by trolling fake news on the Internet about the United States presidential election. And a dispute with Greece over its name means that, officially, they have to refer to their country as the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. Its location in the crosshairs of competing civilizations since ancient times means Macedonia has lots of stories to tell, as it starts to rely on tourism to develop its economy. David Willett joins us now to tell us why he's a fan. Thank you, Rick. Glad to be here. Describe Macedonia. Where is it? What attractions might it have? First of all, let me describe where it is, because most people don't even know where it is. It lies immediately north of Greece, between Albania and Bulgaria, and to the north you have Kosovo and Serbia. It's a crossroads, and it has been throughout its history, and I believe it is the most fought-over patch of territory in the whole world. No place has seen more wars than Macedonia, and it has seen so many wars because of its strategic location. The main passes through the Balkans run through Macedonia, so for centuries it's been fought over for that reason. So you're this chunk of land landlocked between Bulgaria, Albania, Greece, and Kosovo, and uh, many, many wars. Does that leave it just sort of uh, ransacked and not a lot physically to see? Uh, there's a lot to see, but most of what the reason that people go there is to see the natural attractions because uh, okay. it's sparsely populated. It only has uh, just over 2 million people in a state about the same size as Vermont, I believe. Okay. It's actually an independent country now. This is part of all the countries that fell out of Yugoslavia. Yes, it is. It is an independent country and, well... The great dispute is is what it might call itself. It likes to call itself the Republic of Macedonia, but that is not permitted in the United Nations because the Greeks raised objections. The Greek line is that Macedonia is and always has been Greek, and they won't tolerate any... uh, Are you saying the region south of the Greek border that is Macedonia or the land we're calling this country we're talking about? The whole issue of Macedonia, one needs to start by explaining roughly the area covered by Greater Macedonia, which is an area dating back to Alexander the Great's time. Macedonia today is split between three countries, between Greece, the Republic of Macedonia itself, and Bulgaria. The non-controversial way to describe them is to use geographical terms. And under that system, you would call the Greek part of Macedonia Aegean Macedonia, as in it borders on the Aegean Sea. The area that we are talking about the Republic of Macedonia, that can be called Vardar Macedonia because the Vardar River is the main river that flows through it. And then Bulgaria? And then in Bulgaria, it is Pirin Macedonia because a small portion of Macedonia is the Pirin Mountains. There's one famous Macedonian that everybody uh, is fascinated by. Alexander the Great, of course. Yeah. And uh, the second most famous would be his father, Philip. And what do we find today about uh, anything from that time? What century was that? With Alexander, we're talking about the 4th century B.C. B.C., wow. So a, a long time ago. Anything left from that Macedonian, ancient Macedonia? There are ruins in Greece that date back to uh, ancient times, and the most famous are the ruins at uh, Vergina, the royal tombs of Macedon, which ah. is a world heritage site and I think one of the 
that would be in, museums. in the Greek part of Mas- that's Greater the, Macedonia. That's in the Greek part of Greater Macedonia, yes. All right. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with David Willett. Our phone number is 877-333-7425. And you can email us anytime at radio at ricksteves.com. Sid's calling in from Atlanta. Sid, thanks for your call. Thank you. It's an interesting country, isn't it? Yeah. Have you been there? I have not, but a friend in the Peace Corps has given uh, me some insights about the country and the challenges there. And another great Macedonian that most people would not necessarily know is that Mother Teresa's hometown is Skopje. I would expect that that fact is going to be a major uh, draw for those who are going to be going to Macedonia for tourist purposes. I thought Mother Teresa was Albanian. Mother Teresa was actually born in, in Skopje, and her house is, uh, the, her birthplace is a tourist attraction now. All right. So you can, Sid, you can see Mother Teresa's birthplace uh, in Skopje. Absolutely. Yes. Another fascinating bit that one learns when you really get down uh, and dirty with some of the history of these very, uh, pardon the pun, but balkanized nations. They've been such such crossroad areas of our world. It's interesting to go to places that have had a tumultuous history. David, when you take your groups through, what's the checklist of sightseeing attractions? I know there's a beautiful, a famously scenic lake. Well, what, what we do, Rick, is we start the trip in Thessaloniki, so we get to see something of Aegean Macedonia, and then we cross the border just north of Florida, and we go to a town called Bitola. And the Bitola Gap is one of the main... Uh, mm. That's where the Germans attacked during uh, World War II. Bitola, known in the past as the city of consuls, it's got some beautiful old buildings, uh, just a whole range of architecture. But for me, and I think everyone who goes to Macedonia, the principal attraction is Lake Ohrid. O-H-R-I-D. O-H-R-I-D, yes. I think it is one of the most beautiful places on this planet, and it is one of the very few places that merits a listing on the World Heritage List for two reasons. For cultural reasons, as the birthplace of Slavic Christianity, Uh and as a place of exceptional natural beauty. And it's got some infrastructure for tourism? It has good infrastructure for tourism. It's about the only place in Macedonia that does. It is certainly the jewel in Macedonia's tourist crown. That's Lake Ohrid. So, Sid, that would be high on your list if you're going to, after you visit Mother Teresa's home in Skopje, head on over to Lake Ohrid and uh, enjoy the cradle of Slavic Christianity and uh, just the natural wonders there. Sid, thanks for your call. Sure, thank you. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Macedonia with David Willett. Our emails radio at ricksteves.com, and Heidi emailed us from Romania, and she said, 10 years ago, I spent a couple days in Ohrid in Macedonia, which is beautifully situated, a large lake surrounded by small mountains. I was on a month-long road trip through the Balkans. We pulled into town, and an elderly man on a bicycle waved at us and simply said, Soba. Uh, we knew this meant that he had room for guests. Uh, he was renting out a bed and breakfast. For a ridiculously small sum, we had rooms for two nights. The elderly couple didn't speak English, but they did convey their son had immigrated to the United States, and they were excited to have Americans in their home. We were warmly welcomed all over the Balkans. That sounds like a pretty cool experience to come into some town and have an old man on a bicycle come up and he hollers into your window, Soba, meaning come to my house and rent a room. Is that likely to happen to a tourist? I think it is likely to happen, and it's likely to happen because tourists are still a novelty in Macedonia, and that, for me, is the real charm of the place. It remains untouched by mass tourism. 
I love that idea of finding a place in Europe that is untouched by mass tourism, and that would be Macedonia. David, when you go to Macedonia, nitty gritty, do you need a visa? Uh, you know, do you? No visa. You simply need, uh, like everywhere, you do have to have a passport a with passport. six months of validity on it. And uh, if you're going to go, is it realistic to drive on your own? Is it? An, is there an option to hire a, a car with a driver? Would that be something to consider? You could hire a car by yourself, but really, Macedonia is. It's a poor country, wages are low, and it's very cheap to hire a car with a driver. And that way you you have a guide with you in the car as well. Yeah, I've been in countries where it's cheaper to get a car with a driver than a car with my own in travel insurance. So it just makes sense to get a driver who can function as your guide and your protector as well. Yes, I, I had a wonderful experience doing that because the driver would say, oh, let's go and do you mind if I stop and get a cup of tea from my mum? And so you, you have a, you know, a built-in experience. How do you find a car with a driver in Macedonia? I have always organized it through tourist agencies. Certainly the, the agencies in Ocrel are very capable of doing that. Bill's calling in from Virginia. Bill, thanks for your call. My concern about Macedonia travel has to do with the influx of refugees from Syria that seem to be getting a stronghold in that part of the world, Macedonia, Croatia, Slovenia. Now, I've been to uh, Slovenia and to Croatia would love to go further south into Bosnia and uh, Serbia and Macedonia. Is it safe to travel? Is that some place that you'd recommend for travel? I would certainly recommend going there, yes, and there is not a problem with refugees in Macedonia itself. There have been issues uh, on the border, and that's with the number of people trying to cross. It was a matter of logistics, but they don't want to stay there. No one in their, in their right mind would want to be a refugee going to Macedonia or to Albania. They're all aiming for northern Europe. And the faster they get there, the better, as far as they're concerned. And Bill asked about safety. What would refugees have to do with a traveler's safety? I mean, there'd be conceivably an inconvenience, but how might it impact your safety? It wouldn't impact your safety at all. No. So it's an inconvenience, Bill, at the worst, uh, and there's certainly no safety concern. No issue at all. I, I was there at the height of the refugee crisis, and there was no evidence whatsoever of any problems in Macedonia, in spite of what you see on TV. Does that make sense, Bill? Well, I appreciate your help on that. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for your call, Bill. You're welcome. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking with David Willett about Macedonia. In a lot of countries, you know, you meet the people by going to a bar or a tea house or a coffee shop and playing backgammon or, or having some ouzo or something like this. What's the, the drinking culture from a tourist's point of view who wants to connect with a, a local person in Macedonia? When I've been in Macedonia, I've simply always chosen to eat at local bars, uh, local cafes, and, and that's where you meet people. They're, because, as I mentioned earlier, it is not a popular tourist destination. As a tourist, you stand out, and people are curious to know where you're from and why you're there. And I think always in places like that, you reap the rewards of being a little bit adventurous, and people are very keen to talk to you. That is so fundamental, to mm. go where there's not tourists. Mm. You become more than just an annoyance with a potential little... Uh, profit motive. You mm. are a visitor from far off land and people want to talk to you just like you want to talk to them. And they have a reputation for hospitality that's uh, very big in that part of the world. It's almost a, a duty to be hospitable to, to travelers. And that's how you perceive, not as a, a money bag waiting mm -hmm. to be emptied. Thank you very much, David Willett, for a, a fascinating look at a really mysterious to a lot of us country, Macedonia. Thank Happy you. Bye-bye. Rick Steves teaches smart European travel. At ricksteves.com, you'll find an archive of interviews from his radio show, 
free audio tours of Europe's top sites, and a world of information to help turn your travel dreams into smooth and affordable reality. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com. <laughs>